Welcome to Instructions, I'm Bob. And I'm Josh. And we're back. Even though we said we probably wouldn't be back. We're back. Yep. Um, had some time. We're super busy right now. We're doing a lot of stuff, a lot of projects. Uh, and I'm about to leave town, which we didn't talk about last time. So maybe we talk about my trip. But we decided to go ahead and try to record one more time before I leave. Maybe one more next week. We'll see. Yeah, because you're leaving next week. I'm leaving at the end of next week. Um, but I'm going to be gone for 10 ages? days. <laughs> yeah, ages. Um, longer than I've typically traveled. Shut the door. That was my kids. They're um, going upstairs, so they won't be loud for long. But anyway, um, we're back for today. And Josh is not here. I'm running this one solo right now. He'll be back shortly. Um, so I'm working on today a new model. I'm going to wait. Uh, last time I, I did R2-D2, somebody came down here and messed with him. He's really cool. Uh, but I also have the R5-D4 in that same package, but I'm going to wait on him because I got this super awesome Optimus Prime model kit that I am really excited about. It looks cool. So I'm going to start on this today. I'm excited for that. Yeah? Yeah. Why is that? Because it just looks cool. I, mean, I don't remember. I think I was on Instagram when I saw that model set. And it looked really cool because it looks like Transformers and kind of Samurai Gundam style. Like hmm. smushed together. So it's based on the IDW, which is the comic book company. Their version of, of Prime from one of the books. Mm. So and it just Yeah, it has a little more of like a posable stance, you know. Sorry, my kids are here too. So lots, we have lots of kids. Double the amount of kids in this house. Lots of upstairs. Kids. Let me see. And I am trying to put together <clears throat> a half-assembled, or actually, <laughs> crudely disassembled Star Wars ship that you had. Yeah. So this is a Star Wars Rebels ship. Yeah, I don't even know what it's called. It does. I've have never a name seen it before. It. It's from the show, and I remember it vaguely, but. I don't know. It's a ship. Yeah, this this could be like Star Wars ship. Yeah. B. It's like gray ship. Yeah. Just put some minifigs in there. No one will difference. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember what like from the series where that is or anything. But you you still haven't watched Rebels. I haven't watched all of it. I've watched some of it. Hmm. Yeah. But so. I mean there's big pieces. So this is in clusters and some are in loose pieces. And so I'm going to try to reassemble this. Uh, based on the chunks that you have. That'll be fun. Yeah, because yeah, basically I had all these big sets up in my old house, and then when we moved, instead of taking every single piece apart, I broke them down enough to put each one of them in a Ziploc bag so that I could move them with the intention of getting here and one day pulling each bag out and kind of you know breaking them all back down to the individual pieces and building them up. But we went to record, and you didn't have anything to build, so... So this is kind of like... Um, when you get to the end of a set and you're like, oh man, I have these pieces left. I shouldn't have these pieces. And you have to kind of go back <laughs> and figure out. But imagine if you did that on like the fifth piece that you put together. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how far you get. Like just yeah. trying to follow it along. Because a lot of it's already built. But there's a floppy thing. There's there's a floppy that thing. I don't, I don't know either. Mm. Oh, that's probably one of the wings because there's another floppy thing here. So these are the wing dangles. Uh, so today is a special day for mm. nerds everywhere. Endgame comes out today. Yep. Avengers Endgame in, let me see, about four hours. Mm. I will be watching it in about four hours. You'll be watching it 
in about yeah. seven hours. Yep. Yeah, going to the later show. I decided, so I'm taking the kids. The whole family's going on Sunday. I decided to go tonight by myself so that I can not have to worry about, like, taking somebody to the bathroom or, you know, just the stuff that goes with taking kids to a movie. So I'm going to go see it tonight because I'm selfish, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I just want to go see it. I don't think it. that's being selfish. No. I just because wanted to, to see it uninterrupted and, you know, get a feel for it. Um, but I have heard some pretty amazing things about it. I've tried. I've stayed spoiler-free so far, doing my best there. But I saw a page that said, like, spoiler-free reactions. Like, this was on the day that they did the premiere. And so I was really curious and it was like super duper positive. That's good. Yeah. So I've heard nothing but good things. I'm excited. So I guess by the time you hear this, you may have already seen Endgame. And you'll be like, and yeah, we can't spoil it duh, for them. It's really good. Yeah. Hmm. Should we do an Endgame specific episode? Because traditionally on Making Geeks, we usually do those, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure if everybody is going to watch it because uh, Donovan, one of the our co hosts on that show, has kind of given up on Marvel movies. Really? Yeah. He's he's kind of given up. But I think he may be interested in seeing this. And so I don't know how many times I'm going to be able to talk about this movie. Hmm. But according to the people, I will have plenty of um, plenty of meat to, to dig on because it's pretty good from what I understand. Yeah. I, too, have... I don't want to read comments on the video that we launched today because <laughs> someone else on Twitter said they launched a video and someone spoiled the movie for them in a comment. That that's obnoxious. That's rude. So yeah. rude. Yeah, I've been hesitant today, but I it's just part of what I got to do. So I had one little comment that was like a oh don't I I think you probably just spoiled something, but I'm not entirely sure. It was like vague but specific enough. Mm. You know, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, but soon enough, we mm-hmm. will know the fate of our favorite superheroes, or some of our favorite superheroes. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it a lot personally me too Um, and i can't run out of the theater and just scream to you what happened because you'll be in a theater (laughs) this is a three hour and change movie (laughs) yeah so i'm seeing the seven o'clock and you're seeing the nine o'clock so once you start i will be in the third act and when i'm done i will probably fall asleep so we will talk about it tomorrow i guess I'm realizing how old I am, and going to a nine o'clock movie means like, that's getting me, that's getting me past midnight, man. I don't know if I can do it. No, well, I'm, I'm taking my son Deacon, uh, my eight-year-old, so he's coming with me, and he's really excited. But he notoriously likes to holler out what happens during movies. <laughs> so they're coming back over here tomorrow to play with your kids. I was like, you cannot ruin this movie for them. <laughs> just, just be quiet. I haven't told my kids that I'm going tonight. They just know, like, Sunday. Sunday is is uh, in-game day for the family. So I'm just kind of keeping it quiet. That's <laughs> probably a smart move. Because <laughs> otherwise they're going to get jealous. I want to go. And Deke's going to show up like, hey, man, did you see that one part? That was pretty good. Yeah, that part where Charlie Brown showed up. And... <laughs> um, well, what else is going on? Uh, my wife is out of town, so it's just me and the kids this weekend. Do you look forward to that? I mean, I know there's there's like good and bad to it. You know, it's hard and it's easy at the same time in different ways. But like, what are your feelings on that when you've when got them all to yourself? Um, or what's different about it for you? It's different for me. What's different? Well, I mean, my wife does a majority of the stuff in the house. 
she's their homeschool teacher. She's their constant caregiver. And then I'm over here working. So like the little nuance things uh, are the things that bother me. I'm like, oh, I'll make you lunch because you're kids and you guys like this. And then I go through the motions and they're like, I don't like that. Or I've never liked that. Or I don't like this. Or I'm like, since, since when? Hmm. It's the little stuff that she just knows about. Oh, that right. She has ironed over that conflict long ago to whenever it's just me and the kids. I'm not so prevy on the little tiny things that, that she has perfected. So that stuff is kind of, um, it's not irritating. I guess it's like, it's disheartening. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not good at this. And you guys have to have a little grace because daddy kind of sucks at being just daddy. <laughs> but it's funny because my wife like gives me the brief before she leaves about things like, oh, you got to go at this time. You got to do this. Like today, uh, my two younger kids are at a thing like they do uh, Mother's Morning Out where my wife and my older son go out. So they were there. She's like, when I'm leaving at 11, you have to be there at 12 to pick them up. If you're late, if you're not there at 12, then you have to pay an extra amount of money because you're not there at 12. And I'm like, lady, tell me I have to be somewhere at 12 and I will be at that place at 12. Right. And so I'm a very uh, astute and I'm a very punctual person. Tell me exactly what I need to know and please don't clutter it. (laughs) Don't tell me all the stuff I don't need to know. Yeah. Like, you don't have to worry about these things. Oh, great. Don't tell me about the things I don't have to worry exactly. about. Exactly. I'm with you. Yeah. Like, are there hard dates and hard times that I have to meet? Yes or no? And if not, then just let me figure it out because I'm a responsible adult and I'm their father. I'm, I mean, I don't know that this one likes crunchy and this one likes creamy on any given day of the week, but I, I know how to take care for them. And then that's not That being, stuff is a moving target anyway. Yeah. True. And that's not being derogatory to my wife, but I mean, she has to think of so many things that... She is dialed into all of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that stuff is great, but it may not be absolutely necessary for them to live. And that is really my goal, hmm. to make sure that they all survive when until mommy gets back. And that we have a good time. Yeah. And the things that she worries about, whenever they're just with me, they act differently than when they're just with her or when they're with us together. Yeah. And so if, like tonight, I'm like, well, I'll just take everybody out to dinner. And she's like, oh, man, that might not be a good idea because at such and such o'clock, this one's going to be mean because they're not eating or this one needs a this. I'm like, yo, it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And then when it's just the four of us, they behave a certain way. And they can be okay with things that they would not be okay with just mommy. And Isn't that interesting? I mean, I dropped something. Sorry. It's maniacal is what it is. <laughs> I dropped a piece and it disappeared into what? my leg. That's fun. Keep going. I'm not going to look that hard. No, thank you. Where is it? <laughs> what is that thing? I've got random I things down here in the basement. Kids. Oh, it's the same color as the carpet. All right, I got it. I got it. I got it. Sorry. Proceed. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to spending time with them because they're fun and they're little creatures and they're my little creatures. But I, I also think it's really funny how how non-inept I am, but how still intimidated it can be. Intimidated be with like with the, the task of like, okay, now all of them are right there. We can't divide and conquer as a couple. And so sometimes it's overwhelming because everybody is shouting all at one time about some silly thing I don't understand or, you know, it's, it's parent stuff. But I look forward to having that time with just us. But I find it's easier when it's just me and them. Mm-hmm. And I have like, mommy's gone. Mommy is away. She'll be back on Saturday. So let's move on. 
because they'll they'll get past to like, but I miss mommy and I want mommy to be here just like they do and just like I do. Yeah. But once that is kind of, you know, ironed out, then we have a good time. Hopefully. <laughs> we shall see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've found over the years that I have a lot more patience when I'm on my own, which seems yes. kind of counterintuitive. Like mm-hmm. it seems like. We're teamed up. Mm-hmm. We can split the load. But man, like... That's a very good point. If they give her a hard time, it drives me crazy. Right. And if I'm on my own, like I just feel like I can manage it better. Like their negative response to stuff. I, I feel like it. I don't take it as personally. And I don't know. I just feel like I'm more patient. That is, that's a very astute point. Because I, maybe I feel like they're being mean to my wife. Or they're causing my wife's stress which then i reciprocate her stress level yeah and when they're they're with me I'm like oh i don't the things that she finds uh irritating or overwhelming like i may not just find not because i'm some super dad just because i approach the situation differently right but whenever they are irritating her or being like disrespectful or whatever like that makes me angry. Yeah. And so it adds a whole nother stress level when they're mean to her. Or just being a kid around her. They don't know that they're necessarily being mean. Right. They're just reacting the way that they do. And I disagree with it. But yeah, that, that's interesting that you mentioned that. Yeah, I've seen that in myself a lot. And and I don't like it. I mean, I'd, I like the fact that I can handle them on my own just fine. You know, like, and I think that's one of the, the things about, like, the modern perception of a father is that like they're incapable of taking care of their own children without their wife. Mm-hmm. I think that's bogus and just bad in a lot of ways. Uh, but I'm glad that I have a good time with them. I'm glad that I have more patience with them when, when it it's more necessary, you know? Uh, but I wish that I had that same patience all the time. I wish I didn't become less patient when my wife is around. And I don't know that it's, I would like to be valiant and say it's for her sake, but I don't know if it is. Mm. It may just be that I'm, I just look at the situation differently, you know? Yeah. I'm not really sure, but the vibe is definitely a little bit different when it's me and them. I mean, just like you were saying, when it's me and them versus us and them. Um, And she does spend a lot more time with them alone throughout the week, taking them places and um, making sure they get to all their practices and this and that, you know, so maybe it's just me being alone with them is a different enough vibe for everybody involved that just the variables are different. That's a good point. You know, maybe it may be me being more patient. It may be them being better. (laughs) I don't know. Hmm. Um, so where are you going? You talked about being gone. Oh yeah. I'm going to Italy. Well, so Maker Central is coming up. Uh, this, is a, this is some weird looking pieces here. A, A20. Um, Maker Cent- Whoa there, Chief. Maker Central is coming up in Birmingham, the UK. And I decided that I wanted to go to see Jocko in Italy before that. Actually, I hadn't really decided. I'd kind of talked to him about it, and then he broadcasted out that I was coming, so I couldn't get out of it. Um, that was a smart move on his part. <laughs> yeah. But I actually am really excited about going. And then it turns out that some people we know from Savannah, when we live there, uh, they are living in Italy now as well. And so 
Jenny was really good friends. Spot. <laughs> yeah, Jenny was really good friends with us. We know the couple, but she and the the woman were good friends. So we're gonna go in, spend a couple days with them, then go spend a couple days with Jocko, then go to Maker Central, and that's gonna be like a ten day something. So not a whole lot of time in any one place, but we'll get to see, uh, I think, three different cities in Italy, and then uh, fly out of France, fly through Belgium. Or, I don't remember where we're flying through. It'll be an airport, whatever. And then we'll end up in the UK. A lot of European airports look <laughs> yeah. alike. Well, I mean, all airports look similar. So it's it's cool. I mean, I, I'm excited just because we're going pla- someplace that we've never gone, and I'm going with my wife, and we'll have time to get away. And I've been kind of, like, bogged down in all the stuff we have to do lately, so I'm kind of looking forward to hopefully relaxing a little bit. I hope my brain lets me relax, you know? Well, as a follow-up to one of our earlier conversations, do you think you're going to be able to relax? Uh, I think so. Last, so, you know, we talked about that before, about how vacations are hard and stuff. And last year, Jenny and I went to England, and we went before Maker Central, the same kind of deal, but we just went to London, and we got a little Airbnb, and we had zero plans for the entire week. And it was like one of the best weeks of our 17 years. That's cool. It was just like, no plan, let's wake up when we wake up, get on a train, go into London, get off at some random stop, and walk. That's, we, that's the best. We did that for like five or six days straight, man. Hmm. It was so good. And we didn't see a lot of stuff that we should have seen. <laughs> we didn't eat a lot of food that we should have eaten. We spent a lot of days not really seeing any. I mean, we you know, like we didn't go to all the museums and stuff. We just walked around. Um, but it was so good. And I, I really, really disconnected from everything else during that trip. And so I'm hoping that, you know, this will be similar to that. Obviously we'll be with people more, not just the two of us wandering around, but you know, I think it'll be like that. I think that the hard time with vacation stuff that we talked about before is like me going with the whole family to be stuck in a condo or at the beach or at a hotel or, you know, being stuck in a place. And just like being there with nothing to do, that's when I have trouble. But so I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I, I, the downside of something like that is that it's just a huge amount of time because I'm doing that trip. I get back on a Monday, and then all of us leave the following Thursday, Friday, mm, Friday, um, Friday. So my jet lag will oh, be, yeah, you can be messed up just about yeah. fixed before I go to California and mess it up again. So. It's going to be an interesting month for sure, but you know we'll get to see a lot of new places and see a lot of people. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited for you. Yeah. Because my wife and I miss Europe, and so when we originally talked about um, Maker Central, like we as a as a group, we were going to go, and we had decided on it, we had budgeted for it, but we couldn't find anybody to watch our kids. So Maker Central kind of became like a super back burner. Because it was just a, a spectator event. Like, I wasn't mm, doing yeah. anything in particular. And if we're going to go to Europe on a vacation, my wife and I wanted it to be a European vacation, not like a, oh, and we have to go hang out at this place with a bunch of people. <laughs> Sorry. Good. So we decided to skip out on Maker Central, uh, which I heard was is going away. Um, this is probably the last year that yeah, it, that's it what I've will heard. exist in its current state. Yeah. Um, 
but we're going to defer this trip and then we're going to go on one for probably our anniversary. We're going to save up and maybe go to Iceland because we've never been to Iceland before. Hmm. And I want to go. Yeah. I've heard really awesome things about Iceland. Actually, I've flown into Iceland, but that's about it. It's a lot of places in Europe that either I've been for work when we worked there or I just kind of like traversed through at the airport for a little while and... Reykjavik, Iceland was one of those places. I remember it looking like... Um, did you ever see the DuckTales movie? I don't... I don't Where they went to like the uh, Bermuda Triangle. It was all just really boggy and... Does not sound familiar. Okay. Well, that's what it looked like outside. Which I know it's a very beautiful country. And just flying in on the airport and looking out at the the heather and the, the <laughs> moor that you fly over. I mean, it has a, a pretty wide range of... of Types of land, right? Ecosystems? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's um, like hot springs and glaciers and volcanoes, and there's two uh, continental plates that are separating as you can go scuba diving in. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Destin from yeah. Smart Every Day did a video on it, and my wife and I are both scuba divers, and we really want to go see it. That's cool. Yeah. But again, we have to find somebody to watch our kids. So, And Maker Fair, you were talking about coming back for that week, and then we go to Maker Fair. So we have some family that's driving up from Florida is amazing and they're going to hang out with our kids for the weekend that's really cool well my wife and i and you and your wife and anthony and forby and all the other people that we know <laughs> every person we yeah. know go out to california to make a fair california a yeah that's going to be cool and the current plan in case anybody listening is going to be there uh, the current plan is for there to be a talk with the four of us from I Like to Make Stuff, talking about our process, hopefully answering some questions. And we got to kind of figure that out, but I was thinking it would be interesting to talk through, start to finish the process for a project, and then let people ask questions about it. Yeah, like where, how the the sausage gets made. Yeah. Yeah. It might be interesting. Um, so we're doing that one. Then you guys are all doing one about working with... Uh, teams of YouTube people mm -hmm. stuff. And then you and your other podcast are doing a live one, right? Mm -hmm. That's Making Geeks. And then me and Jimmy and David are doing a Making It live show. Um, and we'll probably take like questions and stuff through that, I'm sure. So there's a lot going on. Yeah, the Making Geeks one is the last panel on the last day. Hmm. Which we just saw, because they just came out with the schedule, which I'll post in Actually, show you might want to check that, because I flipped through it earlier, and it looked like it was on Saturday. Well, they may have just changed it, yeah, because it Donovan, one of the guys, is was leaving, and Wes requested if we do it on Saturday, so they may have just changed it. So That's cool. Cool. That's real-time information. Look at that. <laughs> Thanks, Make, for being accommodating. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to be pre-tuckered out. And then when we get back, we have to jump right back into projects. Oh, like, my goodness, yes. We have... Things it's like we'll... you're taking like a two-week-long sick day. <laughs> it's not actually relaxing. You just got to get back yeah. to it. You're like, oh, man, that was good. And then work never stopped. Yeah. It's weird, man. I, like, I've been thinking, and we, you and I have talked about this offline a little bit, but just like the amount of, of work to be done and between that and the social media uh, kind of expectation. Mm-hmm that goes with this job, it's, uh, 
Grueling? It's grueling. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Like, Hmm. I don't really, I don't like, well, I'm not sure how to say this fairly. I don't like the social media expectation. And I actively fight against that. Whereas I see other people, you know, like you have to be present and so so that your content gets noticed, you have to be present, so you have to be always Stay posting. Stay relevant. Yeah, like yeah. be on top of people's minds. And I'm like, I don't I don't want to share every little thing that I do with people because I don't think it's that important for anybody outside of me. So it's it's like really hard to like get myself to be like, this little thing you're doing is share worthy because it's not. And the only reason mm. I would do that is to like stay top of mind. And that's just, I don't know. So I have a, a problem with that. that well, and it's of, exhausting. That pace. Oh, yeah. Because we just did a project. We just wrapped a project in my house. And it was completely different for me because everything that we've done here working together has been here at your house. And it's just been continuous. Um, doing something at my house was different and it was neat and then we were done and i'm like yay like i get to enjoy this thing and then the minute that we finished with beauty shots and stuff was like all right well we got to go to the house and finish all that other stuff that we do <laughs> and i have maybe used that project once hmm. and that feeling i had of like oh well like i i wonder how you had to deal with that like with all of the stuff that you've made to either improve your house and all of the work that it took to get there, the long nights and the sweat and the timelines and then the editing and the putting out the video, like they're all pieces of content, yes, but you get to live among your pieces of content. Mm-hmm. Do they still have that same importance or some of the... It kind of depends. Like there's a few things that are really present that... Um, like our bathroom. That was a huge amount of work. Mm-hmm. Took a long time. But pretty much every day that I walk into the bathroom, I look at it and I'm like, dang, this bathroom looks <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, that that wouldn't have happened in any other situation other than having that be a piece of content that was sponsored and whatever. So, I mean, that and then, like, when I did the herringbone floor, that was something I put off for a year. Yeah. Um, and then when I finally broke down and decided to do it, it didn't take as long as I thought it was going to take and it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. And every time I walk through the that room, that entryway, I glanced down at that floor. And I'm like, man, that turned out like, I'm proud of that. You know, yeah. it was like a, a good piece of work. And so there's some of those that are like that. Not all of them. I mean, a lot of things I walk past or a lot of things I make with the intention of using. And then I just never touch them again. Hmm. Like, like um, there's a, a canoe paddle over there. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty proud of, like, I think it turned out really nicely, but I used it for those shots for the video and I've never touched it again. Hmm. It's just a thing that's in the way. So, well, I like the the project at my house this past week. Like when I used to do customer stuff, I would get really excited about being able to solve a problem in someone's life. Um, The kind of collaborative effort that it took to be able to get it just right. And then it just going away. Yeah. And part of me was okay with that because some of them were frustrating enough where it's like, okay, that thing can just kind of be gone and <laughs> be, be on to the next thing. Yeah. But there's a few that I'm like, man, that thing was awesome. And I think about it and I kind of mm-hmm. wish that it was around. I'm like, I wonder if that's how Bob feels, but those things are still around. And which ones are like things that just kind of exist, like in a room full of like cool items. Like there's the, the blaster, like a Nerf blaster that you made. It's like hanging out right there. It's cool. But, I mean, you may not use it every day like the bathroom that you're saying. Yeah, I think it's because 
the projects that I've done over the history of this thing have been a combination of uh, like solving a problem and then some things just like an experiment that I want to do. I want to learn, like that one, I just wanted to learn how to paint a gun to make it, a toy gun to make it look like it was made out of metal. I don't really need that. I'm not planning on using it, but it was, you know, it was an, an example. It was an yeah. exercise for me to, to do a thing, so. And with decorating the office downstairs, uh, I found some things that I did that were that exact same thing. Like when I first got my X card, I or my 3D printer, anything new that I get, I dive into it and I try to make something with that machine every single day for a certain period of time until I feel like I've got a really good handle on it. Hmm. So I don't want a thing just to sit there because I mean I spend I have to spend money on it and so I want to get use out of it. And I found this Nintendo cartridge that I made. Do you remember me showing you that back in the day? Yeah. Because I made one. Mm-hmm. I, I made a graphic for I like to make stuff. This is back when I was just a, a, a fan oh, of what I you were doing. That. Yeah, I didn't print it out. But mm-hmm. I made one and I made uh, like a PI workshop little NES graphic to go on the front. Hmm. Um, ironically, the one I made for I like to make stuff, I'm thinking back, was The Legend of Zelda, a game that you've never played. <laughs> and I think I made one for Wes at Geeksmithing, my good friend, and his was um, Final Fantasy. Hmm. But it was like geek smithing stuff in it. It was really cool. Nice. But I found that cartridge just in like a box of just random stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, this thing was neat. And this thing I showed off on social media and it got put in a box. Mm-hmm. And that was just, that wasn't like a project in itself or anything that happened to make my life better or my home situation better. It was, it was an exercise. Yeah. And I think like, you know, especially with content creation, it, it is hard, even for me, being in the middle of it, much less somebody from the outside, to remember that like the product is the video, the product is the content, and so it's you know like from somebody else they'd be like, yeah, the product is the ping pong table. Mm-hmm. Not not really. That was the subject, and those are not the same thing. I mean, ping pong tables are a great example. I love ping pong. I think I'm pretty good at ping pong. You are, but pretty like good. we don't play this because it has junk on it and we do this podcast on it and you know i mean it it's not serving the purpose that it was made for um and so it just doesn't get it doesn't get the attention it should get for what it was made to be whoa what are you doing my instructions over there just sticky but that just kind of happens and i think you know part of that is we have to move so fast and make so many things that it's hard to be precious about the things you know, and I've just kind of settled into that. So it's interesting to hear that that's not something that you, uh, or it, you know, you're having to think through that, I guess. Well, I mean, like we made our bed. Uh, I made a queen size bed out of a sheet of plywood. It was in one of the Casper ads. And that's one of those things that I use every day to now it's become just a, it's such a functional fixture in our life mm-hmm. that it's just my bed. I don't relish in, in the bed because I've yeah, made a right. couple before. And our dining room table is the same thing. Like I made a giant walnut dining room table and that was probably the fourth table that I've ever made. And so the first one that I made, I sold. And that was one of those things like, man, I really wish I could have kept that table. Hmm. But then I made another one that was a little bit better and then another one that was better and so on and so on. And so they've been iterations of things. So the project that we made in our house was something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. And I think the pride in actually having it and then validation that the plan that we made worked. Mm-hmm. Like all of those things add up to my excitement for that project, not just the fact that the project is there. Right. So I guess that that could follow along with that content model that you're talking about, that people may not understand that 
the say the, this, this blaster that I'm looking at, for instance, like, how could you just let that sit there? It's like, well, that thing has value in a lot of different ways that are very personal that may not compute to everyone. Right. Like you have learned something from that, or I learned something from my first table or whatever it happens to be that it, it's not that everything else that comes after that is, uh, you know, expendable or can just be set aside and ignored, but it has its place in, in the joy of me, Mm. like in my story. All right. Like the RV. I still get comments about the RV every day on my YouTube channel. <laughs> and it was a huge undertaking. And when you sit back and look at it, you're like, yep, yeah, that was neat. But I don't care about that <laughs> yeah, thing anymore. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Right. I don't want to yeah. relish it, even though I'm proud of what I did. You've moved on. I've, I've moved on, and that thing no longer has the value that other people who may be just now finding it or right. it may be important in their lives right now, it doesn't hold that same level of joy that it once might have had. So I think everybody hmm. else's expectations of how careful you are or how precious you treat a thing may have their expectations That's not met because you don't have the same level of, of intimacy that you do with the project that they do, even though you made yeah. it. It's like you have, uh, imagine you had a layer of, of thing, whatever the thing is that you're talking about. And then another layer on top of it that's moving faster. And so mm-hmm. like your time spent over that thing uh, is not necessarily one-to-one with the next person's. There's some overlap of interest or there's some overlap of like attention. But as you're moving out of something or moving into something, somebody else may be in a different relative position to the thing. And I think the content is one thing that's uh, for all of us because we spend time our work days are making these things and then we, we finish it and we put it up there and then we move on to the next thing. And by the time other people see that first project, we're like three or four oh, yeah. weeks we're, we're past layers. and planning yep. three or four weeks past that. So yeah, there's some kind of disassociation just because of, there's like a time delay, I guess. Mm-hmm. But that's just, that's the way it is with this. Which business. is an amazing place to be. Uh, I thought about that. I'm like, look at all this work that we just did. And in and of itself, as someone in in a DIY space or someone who is looking to just improve their home or improve their skills or whatever, can be so proud of this, this beautiful thing that they did with their hands. And it's not to take away from that pride, but because of what we're doing, it's like, yeah, that was awesome. And we high five and we're like, do it again. <laughs> On to the next one. Yeah, and... When people ask me, like family members or people don't actually understand what it is that we do here, um, it's like a, it's a, a startup company with a product, right? This beautiful product that they take time and they vet and they're so just excited about bringing it to the public and they launch it and it has, uh, you know, it's received well and then you go, great, and do it again. And so we have like this product launch every single week mm-hmm. and it gets really tiring and it gets really exciting. And so it's a mixture of emotions, but it's hard to to step back or not dwell is not the word, but like bask. Give, yeah, exactly. You can't bask in the glory of one before the needs of the next one are pulling at you. It's like having kids every week. Oh man, don't even say that. <laughs> Indefinitely. Wow. <laughs> Like, check out my beautiful little, oh wait, there's another one. Check out my beautiful little, oh look, there's another one. It's like like having kittens. We they just, just got keep to be coming. potty trained. <laughs> oh yeah, what about the next one? 
Oh, look at this. I got a little uh, Optimus Prime body chest. There's just a chest. There's like, I don't know, 25 pieces in that little hmm. thing. It's pretty cool. Maybe that's an example. I'm surprised that it's in color because the one online, when when we looked it up, I thought it was all just going to be gray that you had to paint it yourself. Hmm. I kind of want one now. They're pretty cool. I mean, you could still paint this, you know, and... Oh, like shell paint it? Yeah. Shade it? Oh, man. Yeah, some of that stuff. If you've never seen this, if you're into, like, robots and Transformers and stuff, there are people on Instagram who buy toys, and then specifically Transformers, and then they will paint them to look cell shaded like they were from the cartoon, and it's... Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. That is super cool. They're, I mean, it's solid colors, you know? I mean, for the most part. But it's crazy how much of a difference it makes. And the, this one guy that I just look at his pictures all the time, he picked up some Optimus Prime toy. I don't know. He's like, like Target. No, he looks like this, the Target. This one. guy's like in the Philippines or something. Right. The L E K or yeah. yeah. But this one Optimus is like probably two and a half feet tall. He was holding the head of this toy in his hand, and it filled up his entire hand. Wow. My goodness gracious! Like, where do you find that? It may not be a legit toy. Anyway, but that paint process is really cool. I don't know that I could pull that off on something without a whole lot of uh, experimentation. I think I'm pretty sure I couldn't do that. Because they do, they take them completely apart, and then they paint like the windows will have two or three colors of blue to make it look like the light. Well, like I'm holding it right now where it has the reflection. Mm -hmm. It breaks that down into solid colors, and then they paint those colors on. Huh, look at that. If you look at it in the video, it actually looks like it's kind of cell shaded in the window yeah. of the thing. Neat. Maybe I just figured something out. You just have to hold it at that angle. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's actually an interesting way to see how to paint it. So, like, if you were to do this, so you take a lower resolution video, you have the reflection, you screen cap that right there, and then break that down into a couple of colors. Huh. I just, I, I just made a thing in my head. Oh. All right, so I have his body unit one. Move on to body unit two, I guess. Um, well, what else? What else we have going on? Uh, uh. Oh, the giant arcade cabinet is gone. Yeah, we finally got to. I guess that was on here for what two weeks before mm -hmm. it was out. <laughs> Do we need to tell that story? Um, sure. You want to dive into that one? No, go for it. Okay. <laughs> So start, the, start at the beginning. All right. Well, I was born. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> I we was got born a poor black child. <laughs> we were contacted about making. If anybody's ever seen the jerk, that, that's, that's what that was from. Yeah. So we were contacted by WB to make the Mortal Kombat 11 cabinet for the debut of the game. Uh, we've been working on it feverishly, uh, down to the wire. We made it. It was great. But the whole premise from the very beginning was that, unlike the the stuff that we've been talking about earlier, that the content is the king. It, it is, but WB wanted the cabinet. So this is one of the few times that I know about that mm -hmm. a sponsor wanted the product and not just their name associated with the content. And I generally don't make things for other people anyway. So yeah, this was kind of different in yeah. both of those. Yeah. So this is more my of, <laughs> of my wheelhouse about making a thing for someone else. And it was interesting. Like, it was really fun to make... But it was always like, we have to get this to them because they have to launch a product. And so it was going to be part of a, a live stream with a bunch of gamers. The idea was it was going to fit in an arcade amongst other retro games. 
and they would be there playing it. Which didn't actually happen. It didn't. Huh. I didn't even think about that. No. But then they admitted at the time we were on the call that they didn't know where that was going to be. Right. Because they didn't, they hadn't nailed down an arcade. But anyway, so the thing that we made, this gigantic six foot tall arcade cabinet had to be shipped from here to... I got to open a bag. Don't really know where. We thought they, originally Los Angeles. LA, yeah, it was the... But I guess it ended up in Austin, we think? Mm, yeah. With Rooster Teeth. And who is Rooster Teeth? Rooster Teeth is a YouTube channel with, um, they. it's a company and they do a bunch of different things. Uh, so Gavin from Slow Mo Guys, mm -hmm. he works there. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Um, but we were curious the entire time, like, how is this going to go? Like, are we going to load it up on top of the Land Cruiser and just drive it? Or, I mean, <laughs> this, this cabinet belongs to WB now, so is someone going to come pick it up? How is it going to make it? Is it going to be durable enough to survive the trip? Is someone going to package it? One of the original ideas was that we break make it to where you could take it apart mm -hmm. into smaller pieces for shipping, and we ended up abandoning that. But that, that was the hook in the video, so that people could take the cabinet apart. Yeah. And it was also just going to be kind of dual function. Like, that's how we'll introduce another arcade cabinet for for the, the viewer having value in it, not just like we're making another thing again. Yeah. And then if we needed to, we could break it apart. And so um, we don't know, but there was a miscommunication somehow. And the day that the truck was supposed to show up to pick it up, it was a, a guy showed up like two hours early mm -hmm. with no hand truck, like with no ability to load a piece of cargo onto a cargo truck and no one to package it. It was just sitting. It was sitting right here behind us. And I, I said very clearly, up leading up to this, like, we are not equipped and not skillful enough to package this thing, to create this big thing, because I wanted it created. Um, so, you know, to guarantee that it will get where it needs to be in mm -hmm. one piece. And so we were assured, like, yep, people are going to take care of that. It's not a big deal. Yep. And then they just kind of sat here, and then sat here again, and sat here for another week. And it was like, you were about to record making it. And you called me and were like, hey, they're here right now. And showed up and you and I grabbed as many pieces of cardboard or... And the poor guy, like delivery guy, was like, I don't... I mean, it's not my problem. Yeah, he just like sat in the like, corner. He was like, I'm... It's his job to drive a truck. Yeah. And hopefully carefully ratcheted to the wall <laughs> of his truck, which I kind of... Well, I, I did with him. You did for him. <laughs> he pulled but, the ratchet. But. Yeah, so you and I just grabbed as many things as we could to try to mitigate ultimate disaster. Like ultimate disaster. That was level two. Yeah. So yeah, it was just a bunch of craziness and we are haphazardly not haphazard. That's we were feverishly trying to package this thing because again, we're not professionals. All we can do is look at it and go like, well, that piece will be touching metal or that piece will be ratcheted or this piece has a screen or this is a whatever. And so we tried to just package it with as much crap as we could wrapped it up in um, plastic wrap on top of moving blankets that luckily you had. You had a lot of them. And they we were used just all from of them. When I moved, I was like, well, I'll keep these. I'll probably use these someday. And you did. I did. I felt after that whole thing, I mean, and anybody, I guess, who's made a thing and they ship it off to somebody else feels this, but I felt super uneasy. I'm not sure how much I let on for that, but I felt really uneasy about that whole shipping process. I could tell that you were frustrated. Um, but in the army, I mean, I was in a cargo helicopter, so we took other people's stuff and people would just like, oh, this needs to get to place X. And then they would leave it with me. And they had a lot of trust in the fact that I would make sure that whatever it was that they had would arrive at its destination in one piece. And so I tried to go back to that mindset, like, well, where's the cargo strap going to go? 
how is it going to be placed? Are you going over, you know, what kind of truck do you have? And so while we were doing it, everything that we were doing was in line with that concept. I mean, yeah. It, just, it, I mean, it may not have been um, as pretty <laughs> as a packing company would have made it. It may not have had as many layers as they would have been hired to apply. But yeah, I think with the amount of time that we were given, in the situation that we were given, we did our absolute best. And it, it got there. I mean, yeah, it worked. It seemed undamaged. Yeah. I never heard anything from them that there were any problems and the people, the Rooster Teeth people played it on a live stream. So I guess all's good. Yeah. But. but that was particularly strange. Yeah. Because usually when we're done with the thing, they want the video. And so the thing can either just sit in the corner like your arcade cabinet now or go over there with the blaster or really just end up wherever. It's less important about the tangible item as it is about the video and reaching an audience. And so when it got packed up, like that was another risk. Like they want the thing, so it needs to be treated well. And we, we're not sure if we're treating it well enough. Right. So there was a lot of unknown because normally people don't care about the item. And it was weird to spend that much compressed time on something and it is gone. I mean, like we were talking about earlier, yeah, it all just the stuff is sitting around. And now that thing was here for two weeks or it a week or something. It was super cool. And it's just not here anymore. Part of me was kind of hoping that they wouldn't want it anymore because <laughs> I was hoping that like the more they drug their feet on shipping it, they were going to miss the launch date oh, and right. it would be less important to them. Yeah. And then we could just keep it. Yeah. That would have been cool. But that didn't happen. No. But you know what? There's plans available. You could make your own. Touche, <laughs> you really sir. Touche. You really want one. Ooh. How far in are we? 45. How far in are we? How far are, are how far in are we? Is what I said. How far in are we? Um, do we have any any uh, pros and cons? Has anybody said? We us? haven't had one in in a while. Oh, if you're listening, send us some pros and cons. That would be fun. Do you have anything that you want to ask about? Um, Nazis. Let's talk about Nazis for a minute. Okay. Pro, pro or con? Just kidding. I'm, um, I'm con. Nazi. <laughs> Have you ever watched Man in the High Castle? I've seen a, a few episodes, yes. Okay. It was hard for my wife to get into it, and therefore our couple's TV watching time was not geared toward Man in the High Castle. Right, yeah. That makes it's sense. an interesting thought. And there was also a movie along those same lines called The Confederate States of America. Have you ever seen that? No. I think I saw it on Netflix. And it is a movie that proposes what the current state of the world would be like if the Confederacy had won the Civil War. Mm. Yeah, it was it was an interesting take. I mean, was it's, it a good movie? Uh, it's a kind of docu-weird series. Oh, yeah. Um, it has little commercials, so like it's a documentary that you're watching as a documentary, not as an actual movie. And so it interjects little commercials into it, and it interjects these commercials into the movie with these like strangely odd... Um, like racist undertones like it's a pancake house but it's like uncle something's pancake it was like a, a big weird like black face that you would walk through and you, I mean as an American you're like whoa that's that shouldn't be a thing like come on now and then it shows at the end like these were actual places up to the 70s or whatever in like in certain parts oh, of the country wow and so those commercials as um, lowbrow and like inappropriate as they seemed were commercials for actual things hmm it talked about like Aunt Jemima's uh, syrup and stuff that 
And it talked about the expansion of, of bigotry and racism into like the, the South American nations and into Central America about how the U.S. would likely try to colonize a lot of those places for sugarcane development and a lot of stuff that, and then it even, it supposed what would happen during World War II if the Confederacy would have won, if they would have sided with the Germans. And it like, it oh. took a lot of, a Whoa. lot of leaps, but it was, it was an interesting take. Huh. On like how not only culture in the U.S. would have been different, but how it would have affected history from then on out. So it was a very interesting movie. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. And I take Man in a High Castle as kind of the same thing. What if the Germans or what if the Axis powers would have won World War II? Yeah. But the country like split up into like the Japanese and the German sections. Yeah. So it, it's all kind of based on a, um, a short story, if I remember correctly, <laughs> um, from Philip K. Dick. And I've never read that story. I'd like to because I'd love to know how how much of it went into the first season because obviously there's like three seasons now. And so they've gone far past the short story. <clears throat> but it they kind of took... I don't want to spoil anything. They took the show in a direction I didn't really expect or they, they focus very heavily now in the third season on a part of it that I didn't expect. And so it's maybe a little bit less... It's weird. It is about what you were talking about, like what the world would be like if, but it's not, I, I can't, I don't want to spoil anything. It is a good show. Uh, there's a lot of characters hmm. and a lot of mumbly, angry people. And so it's kind of hard to hear what's happening sometimes. <laughs> and you're like, there's all these German names for uh, all their different ranks or open Hypen Smurver. I don't. I don't know. Like, there's. I can't remember them because they're so complex and long. But it's really interesting. We've been watching. We watched the first season a long time ago, and recently we were like, "Oh yeah, we should go back to that." And we watched the second one, and now we're about halfway through the third one. And <laughs> we burned through all of our comedies. Oh yeah, pretty quickly. And then we're like, we fall back to like, well, there's two seasons of this show. We should just watch those every night for a week or so. And it's kind of like getting to me, you know? The weightiness of the dramas that you're watching? it's like so heavy and just, I don't know any Nazis. I've never known any Nazis. So I don't really know how true these projections of what it could be like, you know, I don't know how close it is, but the... I assume they're pretty close. Despicable. Oh, yeah. Just the way that everything is handled by these fictional people in this TV show just burns me up inside. Just makes me so queasy and just... Ugh. And I think it's getting to me, like, outside of the mm. <laughs> watching the show. I had a dream. This is, like, a few weeks ago when we were watching it. I had a dream, and it had some of the characters, like the Nazi characters in it, being mean. and be- I don't even remember what was happening, but I remember noticing them and waking up and being like, oh, no, <laughs> the Nazis are in my dream. But it, it's rough, man. It's got some stuff in it that's just, you know, it definitely paints the picture for how evil certain people are um, and how controlling a regime like that would be if it had almost unlimited power behind it. Um, but, man, yeah, it's kind of rough. So I'm not sure, like, I would recommend it as a show because it's a good show. It's a cool story. And there is some hope buried in it. You know, it's not all, like, 
it's partially about the people fighting back against that stuff. Because it's about like an underground movement against those right. things yeah, from yeah, what yeah. I saw. Yeah. So it's not all negative or anything. There's there's definitely like a, a rebellion of hope kind of built into it. Um, but it's still heavy. And it, it, that kind of goes like with stuff like uh, The Punisher. I watched about half of the first season of The Punisher and had to take a break because it was just like, man, this is like emotionally mm. and it's just brutal physically and just emotionally like so negative and so like I don't know it was hard so and and it was you know a lot of experiences that I've never had in life so I couldn't relate to a degree but um, that's one of those shows that I've I've heard things I've heard you speak about and I've heard someone else speak about it and I don't know it's Punisher has always been one of those characters that it's kind of like the boondock saints thing like I'm going to be evil I'm going to be a necessary evil which part of me doesn't really get. Hmm. Like, I'm going to do the things that people uh, are uncomfortable with doing. I'm going to be the bad guy who oh, hurts right. the bad guys kind of thing. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. That never really struck with me. And the character in Daredevil, like, I got the character in Daredevil, but I liked him on Daredevil. So for him to have his own spinoff, is, I've watched a few of them, and... Daredevil in the comics was always one of those characters that I was comfortable not knowing a backstory. He was just kind of mysterious enough to be interesting. Hmm. And so I'm okay with that uh, that that fog of understanding. For Daredevil or for Punisher? For Punisher, I'm sorry. I see. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's never been a huge draw. Even though, like, I, yeah, I was in the military and I, he was too and he had bad experiences from what I gather. But I've never been all that excited about watching that movie. Yeah, I can't really pin down exactly why. That's another one that I I don't think I would recommend to someone. It was really good and had a pretty good conclusion, like a good way to wrap up. I mean, he was all about in that show at least. I didn't read the comics, but he was all about just revenge. It wasn't like I'm going to be the good guy or bad guy, so you don't have to. Mm-hmm. It was like I'm going to kill everybody who's ever done anything to me, <laughs> just straight up. So, I mean, I see him at least from that show as a just a bad guy. Mm. Well, he's he's a damaged guy. Say it that way. Yeah, he's so damaged that revenge is the only thing he knows to a way to try to fix himself, and that's very different than you know, like the man in the high castle. These Nazis are just like looking to purify the world of things they think are impure, and ugh, it's tough, 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 tough. But a really good show at the same time. So. It's kind of... We've been watching New Girl again. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it's it's one of those things that we default back to because it's silly. It's so good. Yeah. It's an excellent show. I need more comedies because we, we, every time there's a new Brooklyn Nine-Nine or Goldberg's, we watch it as soon as it's out, and then those are like the two that we keep up with right away. We've tried like Good Place and a few other ones, but nothing's really hit. I tried the Good well. Place, and it I don't know. I just didn't hit as well, and then... The one joke I thought was really funny and all of that is when um, they, the one of the the things that led the girl to believe that they were in the bad place uh, was whenever they were serving pineapple on pizza at the pizzeria. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. That is funny. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then it, yeah, it got really convoluted. So I, it didn't hold my attention as well. Hmm. Well, we need more comedies. Anybody? I read somewhere that Netflix was going to get rid of The Office and Friends again, hmm. which I thought that they just paid like a whole bunch of money to keep Friends. 
because a bunch of people were upset about it. Yeah, I know you guys watch Friends. We did. Yeah. And then I didn't need to anymore. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've seen a couple episodes. And that was kind of all the Friends I need to see, I think. I could be wrong, but not my thing. Uh, but yeah, if anybody out there listening has some good, more comedy, just, you know, lighthearted, fun comedy stuff like that, I enjoy those. Because I really like to escape through media and the heavy stuff, oh, oh I dropped it again, a different one. Uh, the heavy stuff is interesting, but it's also heavy. And uh, There's only so much your soul can take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I need time off rather than more weight. And that was kind of one of the reasons I didn't want to watch, or I never got into um, The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like that, that doesn't seem any kind of fun. <laughs> and I'm not going to use this as some kind of preparatory training. <laughs> you never know. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I kind of do know. <laughs> that zombies aren't a thing. Hit three, four, yet. Anyway. Um... All right. Well, we're about an hour in. We've talked about nothing for quite a while now. So <laughs> I'm almost done with the weird remains oh, of your shit. Yeah. This is kind of fun. Moving like along. there are kind of instructions, but I'm not really using them. I'm just kind of finding a piece that I think goes somewhere. Or you're looking at the instructions, but it's like start with this one tiny piece, but that has no relevancy because these are in gigantic blobs. Oh, yeah. So you just kind of skip ahead hmm. and somewhere in there you're missing one. So this is kind of fun. Hmm. So, like, I just put this one piece on, and I can skip, like, six pages, I think. That's what you think. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at the PI Workshop or on Twitter at Josh Make Stuff. And you can find me and all of us at I Like to Make Stuff on all the stuff. And if you want to help out this show and help us make it a priority, which, you know, it's hard to make a priority because we have a lot of other stuff to do. Um, Patreon is a thing that we have that we don't promote very often. But if you want to help out, that'd be cool. Go to patreon.com slash I like to make stuff. Or don't. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> that was a great sell. Uh, you know, I'm not a good salesman. <laughs> or not. I'm not your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoy Endgame. I hope you enjoy it as well. I will. I guarantee it. And next week, we'll talk all about it. Anthony, maybe. are you going to watch know. it anytime soon? Probably Monday. Probably mm. Monday. Man, we can't talk about it until Monday. Mm. I just wear my big fat headphones all day. There you yeah. go. Anthony put his headphones on. Yep. Yep. Cool. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Cute. <laughs> 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 <laughs>